Welcome back to New York Talk, episode 141. I'm your host, Elise DeLucci. How are you doing? How was Memorial Day? Did you do anything? Isn't it funny as we get older, like these holidays, Labor Day, Memorial Day, people are like, eh, it's just a day off from work, thank God. But after I got divorced and, you know, single, boyfriend, whatever, I want to do something. I'm like, I reverted back to like my early 20s. Like, oh my God, it's a holiday weekend. What are we doing? So... I spent the weekend on the North Fork. It was fabulous. I did a ton of eating, which is fact of the day. Harvard Health, they published a study. Americans spend two and a half hours a day eating. And more than half of that time, they were also doing something else, you know, multitasking and eating, which if you have kids, that's just what you do. Do you know how many meals I eat cold over the, the, the sink? While I'm in the middle of doing dishes, looking over homework, feeding a dog. I mean, like, it's, come on, it's, it's two and a half hours a day. Those were the good old days, right? Remember the good old days when you would go out and you would be at a restaurant and you would just spend like two, three hours, even four, just talking, drinks, appetizers, desserts, appetites. Just shutting down the whole restaurant. I feel like I did that all the time. Shut the restaurant down. I think that stage comes back, though. That stage will come back maybe when your kids are older. And you have a, a group of friends or a significant other that likes to hang out in restaurants. Like Chris, he is, I don't know, I wouldn't say goal-oriented. He is task-oriented. When we show up somewhere, like his task is to eat and that's what he's doing. I'll be like, you want to hang out, you want to just like, you know, people watch, gaze, browse the menu some more, you know, after dinner. And he'll be like, why? Why would we do that? We came, we sat, we ate, we paid the bill. Now let's get the hell out of here. Like, what about La Dolce Vita? Can we not sit and enjoy? Why are we always in such a rush? You know, I tell you, you know, I read all this like meditation and Buddhist stuff and there's the Zen, you know, Zen Buddhists, they have this list of things you can do every day to incrementally change your life. And, you know, some of these things are uh, open the window and micro clean and wake up 30 minutes earlier. Uh, could do, if you have a list of things to do, you know, make always a list, they say, and then do the, the most difficult tasks first. And one of the most important things, I think, on that list is monotask. Just doing one thing at a time. The Zen Buddhists don't stand over the kitchen sink eating cold chicken nuggets, great and papers, doing dog food. They don't do that. They are singularly, fo they train themselves to be singularly focused. This is probably like one of the only uh, cultures that said, or is it practices, religions, whatever, that, that says be singularly focused. Everybody else is like, do this, do that, all at the same time. It's a lot. I, I'm going to have to talk to him about adapting some Zen Buddhist stuff. I do tell him that. Do you know what it's like telling an Italian guy about Zen Buddhists and he should adapt some of these daily tasks to find his inner Zen? He's like, it, it doesn't compute in his head. He's like, you know what the Zen Buddhists need to do? They need to go get a job. That's that's like 
it's funny to be honest, but uh, it's also it gets frustrating, you know. <laughs> this is this kind of thing gets a little frustrating. So no, uh, I spent Memorial Day weekend. We went out to the North Fork. We stayed at this. It was a motel. I mean, they have a restaurant, so I guess technically, is that what makes it a hotel, a restaurant? I think I heard that once. Somebody said if someone does room service and they have a hotel on the premises, uh, a, a restaurant on the premises, then it's a hotel. If they don't, and it's very bare basic accommodations, then it's classified as a motel. Well, we stayed at this place, the Sound View, Sound View in South Hold, New York, or maybe it's Greenport, but whatever, they're one town away. And um, it was a rinky-dink, dumpy, side-of-the-road motel. Mm. I had to have a sip of coffee. They still have the same motel shape, you know, that 1960s, you know, almost mid-century modern, low-rise, no hallways. Your front door is right in the hallway, so anybody, not even, there's there's no hallway, so your front door is right in the parking lot, so anybody could, like, you know, knock on the door, kick open the door, and murder you when you sleep. It's, you know, that kind of place, which... I prefer hallways, just to be honest. But they do have a restaurant. They do do room service, should you want. I didn't get. But the best part about this place, if you've never been, and you got to look it up, the every single room faces the water. Okay? So the rooms are basic. It's, uh, I don't even know, maybe it's 200 square feet. Very comfortable king bed. Tiny little bathroom. But the bed faces the sound, the Long Island sound. It is so peaceful. Just being able to open your eyes and see the water right there. And every room has a little terrace, you know, with the little table and chairs. And the beach is right there. You know, it's a dry beach. Like, you could go out, walk down these stairs outside your terrace and go lay on the beach. The beach isn't a sandy beach. It's a rocky beach, but who gives a shit? I mean, the kids weren't with me, so it was just me and him. We don't care if, if we have rocks stuck on our feet, you know? I uh, I have friends, you know, that have bought out on the North Fork. They did it before the pandemic when the prices were actually affordable. So, you know, all of that real estate shopping for me has been put on like the back, back, back burner because everything's so outrageously priced. I mean, you can't even touch it with a 10-foot pole but this hotel sound view and no they're not paying me to do this they should to be honest because I feel like a lot of you are going to go there um or at least write it down um the best thing about it is the rooms like I paid for this weekend $2.99 a night I booked it weeks in advance like I don't know six seven weeks $2.99 a night $2.99 a night is a steal the annoying thing is, of course, they raised the prices for the summer. I think this is a new thing that they did. Now the prices at the hotel are like, I think, six fifty, seven hundred for a room. For New York, that's I hate to say it, kind of regular. For the Hamptons, it's considered cheap, but for very basic budget lodgings, it is still pricey. You know, uh, definitely worth going to Sound View uh, in Greenport or South Hold, whatever one it is. If, there's another hotel I stayed at once in Greenport called the Green Porter. I went there for uh, my cousin Michelle's wedding. She didn't get she got married at at a vineyard, but that's where everybody from the the wedding party stayed. And that hotel also very basic, fine, but Sound View you can't beat because you face the sound, you face the water. Which 
reminds me, if you're ever in California, there is, in Malibu, you're like, when do I go to Malibu? I'm going to tell you when you're going to go. Like, make a trip. You got to go. If you haven't been to, I, you know, it's so fun. I just love, I love real estate. I love all this. I always used to go to California for work in my 20s. I had a lot of clients out there. I was at this publishing house, and one of the sites we had was called fashionista.com, still around. And it was it's a it was a blog. You know, we were like one of the first companies, or if not the first, actually, no, Gawker was first. We were like the second company to form that had blog sites, and we were monetizing them, right? And I led their sales and marketing. Fine. I was on the founding team. It was great. Good job. Fashionista.com, for whatever reason, had a lot of surf advertisers. Roxy, Quicksilver. So random. So random. Because it didn't really fit. Because Fashionista, it was like an insider fashion industry blog. You know, they would you know chit-chat about, you know, the CFDAs and just, I don't know, like who's coming out with what collection and what collabs Target is doing. Again, before the collabs and Target partnering with big designers was a thing. I mean... This was, what year was this? This was in 2008, maybe? You know, long time. So anyway, I used to go back and forth to California. And one day, this hotel calls me up, the Malibu Beach Inn. Oh. They say, oh, we used to be like some motel out in Malibu, some roadside shack. We're right on the PCH. Um, we renovated, and we're looking for some digital outlets, some like fashion-y, stylish digital outlets, now there wasn't a lot then at all, um, to to advertise on, you know, do you want to whatever. So of course, cut a deal with them, and they said, and you know, we want you to come stay gratis at our property, fine. I went, met with the people there, signed the deal, and I, I loved this hotel. I still love this hotel. Now the prices there are crazy. For Malibu Beach, and if you look it up, I think, I don't know, Thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred dollars a night. You know, same. That's the same price as the Plaza in Manhattan. FYI, the beautiful thing about this hotel is again, small little room, overlooks the PCH. You have a little terrace, hangs over the PCH. Every room has a fireplace, which is delicious. I love extreme juxtapositions. Fireplace and beach is like all in one. Is my heaven. So. I, uh, I, 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 lo- I just loved it. And, you know, Malibu has that, that like, again, before Kardashian time, has that, like, rustic, glamour, you know, kind of thing going for it where, like, you can drive up the beach and you can see surfers, you know, in their VW bus. And then you can also, you know, go stop at Nobu and have fabulous sushi with people dressed in, you know, couture outfits. So, I, I, I get the juxtaposition I like. Malibu Beach in really good uh the sound view on the north fork reminded me of that and sound view i don't know the deal there but it must be like some parents or grandparents bought the property opened this hotel and then like the kids took it over or something or they hired a really great creative director or marketing director because all the stuff like in the lobby and um the restaurant that they have is is all like very fashiony, you know, cool, like boho chic. You know, basically what I'm telling you is they're not giving you a little piece of shit dial yellow soap in the hotel room. 
and nothing against dial yellow soap people say it's harsh i feel like it really does clean your body if you've been like in quite the muddy situation just saying anyway moving on had a really nice time um went to all the restaurants out there claudio's you know just the mexican restaurant there i don't even remember what it was called luchadors oh cute very cute um it's you know it, it it's it used to be the 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 less attitude ish hamptons as we know you know the north fork right and uh now everybody's going there so one of the days i was on the beach right and you know again had chris had elmo no no kids and this mom comes over to me because her little daughter wanted to pet the dog you know so cute and she was just one of these women that I see and know. I don't know her specifically, but she's one of these women that I see and know all over the Upper East Side and all in the Hamptons. She's like, we lived in the West Village on Horatio Street, you know, pre-pandy. And then during the pandemic, we decided we were going to buy a place out in Amagansett. And we're living out there, and it's just perfect. And, you know, I can't even believe it because on Horatio Street in the West Village, we were paying $13,000 a month. And we're now paying like $11,000 a month in Amagansett. And we have such a better quality of life. And she's telling, and she's like, and you know, the school's a lease in Amagansett, they're free, and I don't have to pay $55,000 a year per kid in tuition, and, you know, I don't have to pay $40,000 a year for extracurricular activities, and my kids in Amagansett, they go to the school, and right across the street from the school is this place called Amber Farm, it's real, I looked it up, and they do farm class once a week, and I just can't believe how much money we save. Meanwhile, she's like, I'm like, oh, what, what do you do for a living? You know, make it a conversation. What do you do? She said, oh, my husband works. You know, he's a, a distressed debt hedge fund trader. You know, I raised the kid. It's like, she doesn't even know how fucking clueless she sounds. With, with all due respect to her, she was so nice. She was so pretty. She was so put together for being on the beach, dancing in front of my lounge chair while I was like, you know, snorting Cheetos and holding like a dirty sandy dog, whatever, and fat rolls just pouring, just pouring out the top of my bikini, please. She was very pretty, gorgeous, fun, totally the kind of girl you'd want to get dressed up with, have a cosmopolitan, go sit on her fabulous deck in Amagansett and, you know, hear all the gossip about all, all of her horrible friends. But she was so clueless to real life. You know, she sized me up in about five seconds, I guess. I don't know. And she, she made a judgment about me, like I'm one of her or something. And she just went off to the races with her show. And it's like she was, do, she was running her hour right there on the beach. And it's like, I, I, this is exactly why I fucking hate the Hamptons. Like, I can't deal with these people. I can't deal with these people who one-up each other or talk about how much money all their stuff costs. Like $13,000 a month this lady was spending down in the West Village for a rental apartment. $13,000 a month. Like, does she even know that the median salary in the USA is like $35,000 a year? Like, it's just clueless. Totally clueless. And it, it when those people... <laughs> start to seep onto 
the the less touched areas right that's when you know oh god it's starting everybody hurry up make an offer on the house real estate houses real estate prices are going to skyrocket this place is over we got to discover a new old a new swamp somewhere like that's exactly uh, you know it's tiring i swear to god after i was done talking to her i was so exhausted i was so exhausted hearing about her life and her entitlement and how hard it is just everything having kids i was just like do you i want to be like do you need a friend do you need a friend do you want to go like get a fucking can of cause light and like smoke some cigarettes to get like that's what you need because you're like on another planet right now like you should come with me i'll take you to tj maxx we'll go shopping in the clearance aisle like we'll have a ball we'll get carvel ice cream when they have their sundays buy one get one free let's be normal hello hi you know no, she wasn't normal. She was, she was nuts. But she was probably fun nuts, you know. But ugh. I was like, oh, God. I said, Chris, people like this are staying at this hotel. The place is ruined. He's like, what do you mean the place is ruined? I said, secrets out. We got to go travel to some other place and discover it. <laughs> He's like, well, why don't you stop talking about all these places to everybody? Do you know? He said, every time you find a place, you're talking about it on your podcast to this one to that one. I said, how am I supposed, these are my friends. I have to tell them about the place. He's like, the more people you tell, then they get discovered. It's <laughs> anyway, so I was reading, New. I don't know if it was New York Times ethicist or the New Yorker, uh, the most insane advice question was written in, you're going to die. A woman writes, she goes, my husband and I, you know, we have kids, we love to travel. My husband who's the breadwinner of our family, you know, I stay home with the kids. She goes, my husband, when we go places, likes to fly first class and puts me and the kids in economy. Do you think this is fair? Or should I sit next to him in first class and the kids go sit in economy? I feel like that would be a nice treat for me. Okay. He, and, oh, 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 I forgot to add. He justifies his ticket, his first class ticket, you know, just with the fact that he works and he has everything on his shoulders and he just wants some alone time. Okay. In 2023, marriage is 50 F and 50. And you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me that your son of a bitch husband sits in a lie flat seat in first class, what, on his way to Paris while you're at the back of the bus at the back of the jet, you know, next to the bathrooms with the kids in in economy. And like, you're asking if this is okay. Of course it's not okay. It's, we live in, in a 50-50 world. Okay, so you got married. Your husband goes and makes the money. Guess what? You've had the kids. You've had the kids. And I'm sure you're staying up late night doing science projects and or making dinners or baking birthday cakes. And even if you're not, what kind of fucked up shit is that? He should go sit somewhere in a separate class. Which, by the way, I'm surprised I didn't cancel the, the, the nomenclature, economy class, first class. Like, it's literally like, uh, what do they have in India? Caste. In India, they have a caste society. You know, certain, uh, you know, the upper echelon, the upper caste, the lower caste. That, saying, oh, we're in first class and you're in, you know, economy. What is economy? Fourth class? The shit class? It's so... I couldn't even believe it. 
if your husband had some effing medical issue or physical issue, like maybe he's the tallest man in the world at nine feet tall and needs to go sit in first class, then maybe you can justify for him, yourself, your mental health, and your kids that daddy needs to sit in a separate area where the seats are bigger, which is, by the way, exactly part of the advice that the ethicist gave to this nut job. And uh, then you could justify. But if he's just doing it just to, like, get be a dick and have a little luxury, like, fuck, fuck that. First of all, what I would be doing probably not the most kosher of, of opinions, but, you know, I would be taking money out of that eight, that shared joint ATM and slipping it in a Nike Air Force One shoebox underneath my bed. I would be paying myself hundreds a couple times a week, stack, stacking a nest egg. Let me tell you something. My girlfriends and I, we all have little stash accounts. We talk about this. One day, me and my friend Priscilla, and she's telling me, this is years ago, years ago, she said something like, Oh, I have my, my, my stash account. I got like $5,000 in it. And I'm like, yeah, I got four, like four thousand. Like my, my, and Stephanie was on the group test. And she's like, what are you, you could also stash in money, like keeping it from your husband. It wasn't keeping it. Now, Priscilla and I both work. So it's a different situation, right? And everything was joint with the husband. So, you know, we just wanted a little bit of money on our own. Like, is that so much? And by the way, if I told you this, if I ever got married again, I'm not putting money together. Thank you. I have lots to say about that. Not now. But if I were you, lady whose husband sits in first class and you're at the back of the bus, I would be peeling off hundreds, crisp hundred dollar bills and saving them for myself and building my own little nest egg just in case. Not for you to run away with, not for you to buy your own first class ticket. Every time I went on a vacation with him and he wanted to go sit his fat fucking slob ass in first class, I would go to the ATM and pay myself and feel a little bit better about things. Do I think it's something to ruin a marriage over? No. No. A younger version of myself would have been like, get the hell out of here. You don't need him. You don't need this. Leave his ass. But the older I get, you know, the more I realize that you got to hang on to the good things. Because let me tell you something. If you break up with this guy, you might not meet another guy that's going to, oh, I don't know, take care of you. You're not, you know, you're not going to work. I, you might not meet a you might meet a guy that doesn't even like vacations. You know, when I met Chris, he hadn't gone on a vacation in 21 years. I can't even get started talking about that. It's still a sore subject. When we go away, when we come back, he like he like goes MIA because he just has to. Like I met so I traveled all over the world from when I was in high school to be honest you know my 16th birthday my mother was like do you want a sweet 16 I was like no I'd rather go to London which I did I'd never party I'd rather go to London with my friend I don't know why my mother let me go at 16 but that's another story um so here I am world traveler I'm not afraid to say I, I, I am and I got together with somebody that never took a vacation anyway so listen to this a woman drops her ring down the sink, or was it the toilet bowl? No, down the toilet. I, just, I jotted it down because I, I was kept getting confused. 13 years ago, a diamond ring, dropped down the toilet bowl 13 years ago, lost it, never to be found again. Her husband, you know, everybody tried to get every, like they tried to like get it out of the pipes, never, 13 years later, just last month, they found the ring. People were cleaning the sewers a few blocks away. They saw something sparkle 
and they started to ask around in the neighborhood and it was this woman and she got her ring recovered basically what i'm telling you is there's hope for all of us if we ever lost a piece of jewelry okay have you guys tried the new boar's head dessert hummus i don't even know if i told you about this before but i reordered it recently boar's head came out with this dark chocolate hummus small little thing and it's not usually in the refrigerator section like with the other hummus by the by where it is in the fridge is if Boar's Head has their own case, you know, sometimes they have their own case, it's in the Boar's Head case, or it's near all the other Boar's Head products. So it was annoying, right? Like when I would go to the store, I'd look for it, and I would be like, at where the Sabra hummus is, and I wouldn't see it. And then I would go and see like the Boar's Head prepackaged, you know, honey roasted turkey and soup and I would be like, oh my God, dessert hummus. I gotta be honest with you. For somebody that has a real food addiction, it helps me because I take one of these, uh, those thin pretzels, whatever, <clears throat> like they're, whatever they're called, you know, they're like pretzel chip things. I dip it in the dark chocolate hummus. I know it has the cocoa powder or whatever the hell it has in it, but it's chickpeas. It's like a cross between a chocolate mousse, a chocolate cake frosting, and mush. And you want to know what? tastes like chocolate there is chocolate in it it satisfies the sweet tooth i really love it but now i really just got to stop with any of that kind of stuff i can't replace kind of like my my insane brain version of sugar with healthy sugar you know because i ain't way too much on the weekend as i do i mean you know one of the things they have at that hotel by the way is they have uh, they put chairs out on the beach with fire pits so you can make s'mores right in front of the ocean. So, of course, you know, there I was in 7-Eleven packing up the, the graham crackers, the big marshmallow. You know, it's my favorite thing to do. I have lots of favorite things to do. Can you believe my hardcover book is still not on F and Amazon? The paper book, the paperback's now for sale. But I'm not able to start any marketing until the hardcover's there. And I understand, like, it's the better better just to not why why would I spend money on marketing marketing a book that's not even available on the world's largest bookstore you know I just hope it sorts itself out because I really worked hard on it and by the way if you read it can you drop me a review on Amazon and Barnes and Noble on Barnes and Noble I think I have like two reviews and Amazon I have like six or seven or something but I do I do need to put I need to I I, I need to have more reviews I need to work on that like it's you know oh. I'm staring down at my new foot massager I got this thing Miko foot massager it's a foot massager machine product of the week Mother's Day I said before you know before Mother's Day I said to Chris you gotta tell them sometimes you know I said you want to get me a little something for Mother's Day <laughs> Because to be honest, like he should have got it on his own. He shouldn't need me to tell him you should get me something. But, you know, guys. So I told him, he said, yeah, what do you want? So I, I of course. So I sent him this because I read about it in New York Magazine. It is so amazing. I love getting my feet rubbed. And this, it was it's $130 or $150 on Amazon. Look it up. Miko, M-I-K-O, foot massaging machine, deep tissue deep kneading compression now look it's still a machine it's not going to get all up in between your toes you know it's not going to get all up in there. 
but it's nice because it does compress and you know and let go it, re if, it really does feel good and I plug it in and I have it on the floor right in front of the couch you know while I'm eating my boys head dessert hummus that's basically my nights if when I'm not on stage you know anywho anywho I have to get going I, I gotta go down to Little Italy I'm gonna go I if DePaulo's I hope they're still open you know they were an Italian so like I don't even you know they do cold cuts and stuff this mozzarella I want to go down there and get some decent cold cuts I can't get a decent thin slice of honey turkey boys head in my neighborhood even if I try every every supermarket I go to I ask them can you please slice it then it always comes back like a quarter of an inch maybe a sixth of an inch I need it thin like see-through like so thin that it wait well, I was going to say so thin that it breaks. So thin that when you peel it off, it doesn't crumple into a thousand pieces. Because, you know, some people, they make it thin and they almost like, they almost like shred, they shred the turkey. I don't want shredded turkey, but I want it so thin that I, pe I peel back the slice of turkey. I could hold it up into the light and I could see through it like that's that's what I need so I'm gonna go down it's a little early to DePaulo's they better not be closed every effing store I've been going to lately in the city I walk by the store stores closed like I I, I, I went to a tried to go to this Indian restaurant in Manhattan the other day on the west side I, I get there and places boarded up but meanwhile I, I go when you look on Google it says open <laughs> closes at 8 you know I told you this is the new normal now so I'm going to go. I'm going to take Alma. We're going to go downtown. More to come from Elise DeLucci. I'm posting another episode in a few days. So I will talk to you soon. Quote of the day is by John Walters. The only thing I like better than talking about food is eating. And that's it for today's New York Talk with Elise DeLucci. Hope you have a fabulous day. Love to love you, baby.